Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and Dave would like to uh, show you an impression of a cartoon character of his choice, not Zippy from Rainbow, <laughs> as he's previously mentioned that he can do. It has to be someone else. Introduce yourself, Dave, as a famous TV character. <laughs> Hello. I'm Dave. Ahoy, hoy. I'm Dave Kreb. Who are you trying to be there? No, I wasn't. I, I wanted you to tell me who it sounded like, and then I could pretend that's who I was doing all along. Give me the hello again. Hello, hello Peter. I'm Dave Cribb. It's like the child of Swedish chef and Kermit. Done. Sold. Swedish frog. <laughs> Swedish frog. <laughs> yeah. Swedish frog mafia. There goes um, Dave doing his bloody Swedish frog <laughs> impression again. Are you well? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. See you. Good, yeah, absolutely fine, thank you. Absolutely fine. I'm stretching as we speak. It's a Sunday oh. afternoon we're recording this week, and I'm a bit um, Sunday, you know, a bit Sunday okay. energy. What, uh, chilled? Chilled, tired, haven't got dressed yet, really, frankly. I, have I haven't washed in... yet. No, yeah, but that's Sunday, that's fine, isn't it? What are you wearing? I do have to go out immediately as soon as we finish this, so I need to have like, the world's quickest shower, which I'm a bit concerned about. But, okay. Um, what are you fine. wearing? Currently... Yeah, uh, I've got uh, an Orlando Magic basketball top on, like a right. you know, like a basketball jersey. Yeah, and Leeds United shorts, training shorts. Nice. Which ones? Uh, the orange, orange trim. So last year's. Oh, they were bad vibes. Yeah. To be honest, I just get some at the end of the season when, when they're, they're cheap. like, yeah, cheap and out of they stock. They have pockets, just, though. They do. The training shorts do. Crucially, oh. that's a good thing. I know. Go training shorts. Don't go kit shorts. Kit shorts right, absolute okay. waste of time. Yeah. Um, but training shorts are really good. They got zip pockets, Pete. Oh, okay. Which are very useful. I feel. I feel like you might be interested. To keep in all that. your things. Keep all my things in my pockets. Good. Um, I think the goalkeeper shorts weirdly have pockets in as well, don't they? Well, they because if you're in there, you probably want your phone. You just want your phone yeah, in exactly. your pocket, don't you? Yeah. Do some Instagram posts. <laughs> Yo-yo in one pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Yo-yo. Yo-yo. Do you remember when yo-yos are massive? This is so irrelevant, but it's kind of Friends... While we're at school. Quite Friends-related, because yo-yos were about the time that Friends was sort of in its prime, I'd say. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I was very bad at yo-yos. I'm always, I'm always bad at those things that are quite cool and skillful. Do you ever have um, pogs? Yeah, and ne again, never sort of got to a good level of being good at pogs, you know? Right. What was the competitive element with pogs? Don't you just like... Like 
flick them like tiddly when yeah, you play them. That sounds shy. Some, some shy like that. I don't know, honestly. I know. They, my extent was like f- football stickers. I was good at them. And by How good, can you I be mean, bad just, at stickers? Exactly. That's why. That's why I was good at them because you can't right. be bad at them. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Anyway, should we talk about friends? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't sound convinced. Uh, no, we, we might as well. That's what we're here for. Carry on talking about pogs if you want. Uh, no, I'm out of, out of pog chat. Um, pog chat. From pog to pod. Yeah, nice. Podcast. That'd be good, actually. If there's actually anything Get on to with say it, about Dave. them. Get on with it. <laughs> Hi, Dave and Pete. It's a great podcast, guys. That's a strange way of saying <laughs> I like the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it's like someone said otherwise. It's like, that podcast <laughs> shit. No, it's a great podcast, guys. It's like a defensive mother sort of trying to comfort their child that, that was the energy of that for me it's a great it's a great podcast guys honestly don't worry uh, i'd like to request the one with the birth mother i think it's matthew perry's best serious acting good point mm. like it um it feels like he really understands what monica and chandler are going through in this episode just thinking about it now for chandler to admit he's not ready to be a father to a woman he's trying to adopt from is quite something isn't it yeah it is actually Oh, we're going to get quite deep today. Um, I just think it's really worth knowing how good he is in this scene. Hey, Kyle. Noted. Uh, this ep also has some classic Ross. So socially aware as to why all eyes on me when he's wearing a woman's jumper. And the Joey doesn't share food date. Also great. Keep up the good work, guys. Again, very um, supportive parent. Keep up the good work. Honestly, it's a great podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Don't Thanks, give Kyle. up on it, guys. It's Don't a great podcast. Up. You keep going, guys. Um... Yeah, there's quite a lot to to unpick here, actually, in in this episode of Friends, isn't there? Um, which element in particular? Well, would you like to have a synopsis first, or would you yeah, like to just dive on. straight in? Go for it. Friends, season ten, episode nine, directed by Peter David Schwimmer. Correct. The last episode he directs, the one with the birth mother, one seven six two five eight. Yeah, that's all right. It's all right, isn't it? Monica and Chandler fly to Ohio to meet the birth mother, Erica, of their prospective child. Quickly becomes clear their files have been mixed up since Erica thinks Chandler's a doctor and Monica is a minister. They go along with a lie, but Chandler feels guilty and convinces Monica to come clean. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, Joey set up with one of Phoebe's friends, but has problems on the date when she keeps eating off his plate. <gasps> And Ross has a hiccup. And Rachel and Phoebe take Ross shopping for clothes, but Rachel and Ross's bags get switched. Ross doesn't realise he's wearing a woman's sweater and he's incredibly comfortable in it. I'm going to go on a date with a woman, which comes to a very quick end when she wears the same garment. Where to start? Garment, food, or birth? Food. Food. Okay, interesting. Um, first thing I thought about this actually was Phoebe has a never-ending supply of friends that we've never met before. This always happens. She seems to know so many people that sort of pop up uh, just to be part of a plot line very occasionally. And also, like, you know, so basically the, the person that Joey ends up on the date with is someone yeah. that he's seen Phoebe talk to in yeah. the coffee shop, yeah. but not met himself. So when Phoebe gives him her number... How is Joey, like, going to introduce himself to this Sarah when he rings her? Like, he's going to have to explain, like, right. we haven't met, but I saw my friend talk to you in a coffee shop. Briefly saw the side of your face and yeah. think I might want to have sex with you. It's basically the exact situation there, isn't it? And she says yes, which I judge her for. 
And they seem to get on well as it works out. But yeah, and this is, for me, is part of the TV dating world that doesn't replicate the real dating world at all in real life. Hmm. Um, and I don't know exactly how that would happen. Because even to Phoebe, the Phoebe, her issue was that Joey wasn't going to call her back once they'd definitely been on a date. Not that she might not want to go on a date with him, or he's never spoken to her, or they might not get on. Just she's jumped ahead about four stages in a dating sequence, hasn't she? Also, when um, obviously they have different approaches to sharing food, mm. but they both clearly really like their food. And right. food is a big part of Joey's life, clearly. So I think this is quite a good footing for them to get along nicely. Agreed. I think they've, they've this is a good match also because um, she still sticks around after Joey's, let's be honest, mad episode where he throws his entire plate on the floor, then picks it up and starts eating it again. And she still stays. Therefore... Yeah. She likes him enough to get over that madness, and they have the shared love for food. I think this is a, a swing and a miss from Joey, really. But what I would say in his defense is, A, I don't like sharing food, Pete. I'm very much of that school of thought. Like, order what you want, but don't tell me you don't want any chips, and then eat some of my chips. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There was once a big family argument um, on a, a holiday because my dad offered my sister some frozen yogurt, and she said, no, I'm all right. So he got frozen yogurt and then she ate, he bought it and then she ate half of the frozen yogurt and dad yeah. was like, but I told, I asked if you wanted some. You could have had a whole frozen yogurt and I'd yeah. have still had my whole frozen yogurt. Absolutely. Exactly. And they, they fell out. No. They made up since, thankfully. I've had to start guiding my parents slowly towards, if, if like me and my sister are back up visiting and my parents are like classic parents. They have like their dinner at like, you know. 11am or something you know they eat early and they go to but you know it's all of that so sometimes we'll be like oh we'll get a chinese or we'll get some fish and chips or something for dinner and every time the conversation used to be like i think we might get a chinese and they'd be like no no we've eaten we're full we won't want any and then you just sit around as they sort of like sort of prowl around the table like coyotes you know just going oh I might have just a little taste of that one. Oh, a little taste. so now i just yeah, say you're going to want some i'm going to buy x y and z in addition and then it'll be on the table so I think you have to manage those situations, Peter, and I think that's absolutely fair. What I would say, though, in general politeness terms, no matter how well you know someone, I think, unless maybe you're in a serious relationship, taking food off someone's plate at all without asking is pretty rude. Yeah, and also when Joey snaps at Ross at the end of the episode because Ross just dives in and takes some of his muffin, I was yeah. thinking, actually, that's quite rude and fair enough. It's his food. Like, fair enough he's... to shout at Ross, I mean. A, he's paid for it. B, he probably wants, you know, like, it's not like Ross was in a situation where there were no muffins left. Does he want a muffin? I, in that situation, if you're Ross, you look at that muffin, and let's be honest, Pete, did you look at that muffin? It was. It did look good. What a weird-shaped muffin, though. Yeah, like it's a big. mushroom. Yeah, Massive yeah. head. A small um, stalk? What's the mus- what do you call a, a, a muffin <laughs> bottom? Ooh, no. Trunk. <laughs> let's not get into muffin tops. Um, um, but it had a big muffin top. Anyway, there's fucking muffins on the counter behind him. Ross could have just looked at that and gone... That looks like a nice muffin. I'll go and get a muffin. He hadn't started the muffin. If it was like the leftovers, maybe you could, oh, can I have a little bit of that? Don't just bite bit off the man's muffin. Absolute madness. I have a few points on the food that is ordered at the restaurant between today oh, yeah. and this day. So yeah. I, basically, I, I do think that ordering the bonus chips as a shield yeah. is a good plan. Yeah. But what does she end up having with the chips? Garden salad? A salad. She's having salad. salad and chips. Salad and chips. That's not that's two sides, Pete. That is two sides. That's two um, that's one shit side and one good side, frankly. Salad. You don't make friends with salad. 
Famously. And also, uh, why doesn't Joey know that cheesecake can often have fruit on it? Also, he, is yeah. a, he is a dessert connoisseur, clearly. He gets a fucking huge slab of cheesecake, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Fucking love cheesecake. Oh, I love cheesecake. And and the raspberry coolie, let's be honest, what's raspberry coolie fancy for? Jam. Yeah. Right? It's, it's basically a raspberry cheesecake. Uh, he loves jam. There's an entire episode about Joey That's loving true, jam. That's true, yes. He eats jam out of jars like nobody's business. And yeah. yet there's a, basically a bit of raspberry jam on the top of his cheesecake. And he's he's devastated, the poor man. Raspberry cheesecake is actually my favourite um, breed of cheesecake. Agreed, me too. Raspberry, superior to strawberry all the time. That's my that's my take. Yeah. Um, There's not a situation where raspberry isn't better than strawberry. I haven't had cheesecake for a while, actually. No, I haven't, actually. I might get some tonight. That'd be nice. Order some in. Oh. Uh, now I'm going. I'm going to a show tonight, actually, Peter. I'm going. I'm going on a podcast, a rival podcast night out. Oh, That's what I'd say. Who is? I'm going out with another podcaster, uh, Jamie. Jamie Morton, whose dad wrote a porno. Oh yes, 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 yes. Me and Jamie are off to a show in somewhere in Mayfair, I think, or Chelsea. Oh, that's a fancy location for a show. I reckon I could convince him to go for cheesecake after. Mm. My dad ate a cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, maybe I'll have a cheesecake tonight. Oh, we're on a tangent, are we? Anyway, scrolling back, Joey has come up with a solution. Well, Phoebe came up with it really about the the, the sharing platter. You know, the buffer, the sharing buffer. Mm. But don't say the sentence. What's mine is yours. You've completely undermined the sharing buffer immediately. Yeah, that's true. She goes, "Those fries look good," and he can go, "Oh, I didn't know you like fries," like he does, and then go, "I got those for us both." Yeah, and also the reason that she then has a bit of his food. It's very much because he said, what's mine is yours. Correct. That's what she I mean. might he not opened, bother otherwise. He, he opens up the, the idea that all the food in front of him is for her as well. Uh, let's be honest, she should have taken the hint. She tries seven or eight times to take some food and he clearly doesn't want her to. She needs to be better at reading people's signals. But ultimately, I think he's absolutely fucked that. Also, Joey doesn't share food. I think that's one of the bigger things to come from the last era of Friends in terms of phrases that people remember 100 percent. i think is probably the one of the biggest things about joey that people would say if they were saying you know say yeah. you know say joey's catchphrase he's obviously got his how you doing and a couple of the early ones but i think joey doesn't share food is a would be a huge contender for one of joey's biggest catchphrases and yeah, it I, comes with like 10 episodes of the entire show left and i think i kind of forgot that it happened so late on because yeah. it's so memorable Iconic. i was surprised that it was in this I totally agree. I think it really is embedded in his life in that way. Um, and yeah, so they're, they're still pulling out. Honestly, this episode, for one of a, a season 10, which you know I'm not like a huge fan of comparatively to the early ones, this episode is absolutely banging. Fair play to Kyle. And I can't believe no one's picked it before. But like Rachel is superb in this episode. She doesn't really have much of a plot line apart from taking Ross shopping. But she's so funny on like various points. Right? You know, when she's talking about Joey's growth. Oh, for the one week we went out, he didn't sleep with anyone else. Yeah. And then that bit where Ross comes in with his hat. And she's like, uh, it's a little low. Lift it up a bit, up a bit. And now throw it away. All of that. Also the bit where Joey makes a really laddie joke to Rachel and she says, do you think I'm someone <laughs> think else? someone else? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when she comes in and, and Phoebe's like, listen to this. She took a fry off his plate. And she goes, oh no. You know, all her reactions are, I think this is a, a stellar Rachel Green episode, frankly. Yeah, agreed. Um, so there you go. Anyway, to sum up, always order. Have you ever ordered sharing buffers at a meal? Because I regularly order extra main courses as, as table food. 
extra main courses as table food. Yeah. So quite often, it's quite a good tactic, and my friends have clocked it, and they know really what's going on. But if I can't decide between two mains, I will order one of them for me, and then one of them I'll be like, oh, let's get that for the table. That'd be a nice sharing meal. And right. then I just really want two mains, you know? Wow. So like a noodle dish, if you're at like a Thai restaurant or Chinese, you know? Like, oh, get a pad thai for the table, which basically means I want a pad thai and also that curry. Yeah. But I can't decide which. So, yeah. Forever at dinner. Well, I'll, I'll remember that. Remember it. Uh, Ross's hat is dreadful, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Rachel gives him that advice. She does, but then she completely undermines her advice by taking him to the world's worth fashion shop. The world's worth, world's worth, world's worth. William Very Wordsworth. expensive as well. Very seven hundred dollars for a jumper, Peter. Yeah, which he's effectively like. If you buy an outfit for a date, you very much like would be buying it purely for that night, and then you might wear it a few times after. So they're quite sort of. It's a very fast fashion approach to, to what you wear. If you're going to buy something, especially for a day. But fast fashion, if you're going to buy it for one night, you're not going for a $700 jumper, are you? You're going for yeah. like an ASOS quick, or what, what's nice that's, that's new, you know? He is very, very unlucky that his date is wearing the same top because the chances of that are slim. But hey, that's comedy for you. That's comedy, baby. Uh, so yeah, I have an issue with the jumper, right? And the issue is that I don't think there's anything wrong with the jumper apart from it's a terrible terrible jumper it's not it's not that womanly as it were and i'm still in an era obviously where this is a bit weird that he's like oh i think you you are the ladies it's like it's a you know i've got a woman's bag pete for example like my shoulder bag is just like a woman's bag what he's wearing if you wore that yeah. You wouldn't get that. Like, there's that moment where he leaves um, Central Perk and, and like, everyone's looking. It literally, like, yeah. it turns heads. You wouldn't get that much reaction and turn that many heads just for wearing a pink Agreed. top. That the sign that it's probably intended for women is the low cut, the neckline, neck, right? Yeah, and the very uh, gender norm colours. Yeah, but that's fine. Men can wear pink, and frankly, I imagine even in New York in that year, in most. There were a number of men wearing weirder stuff in terms of stereotypical, you know, like you say, gender norms than that. Yeah. I don't, I, I, the way they all play this up, like it's an insane thing to wear. Now, what it is, is a fucking horrible jumper. And I judge judge the date for wearing it as much as I judge Ross for wearing it because they've both picked that out. And also, Rachel wouldn't wear that. I also think that. The spontaneous walking out of the date because mm. of it, that's harsh on Ross. Yeah. Like, there are, that's a that's a very brutal approach to what could pan out to be a very funny story. Incredibly good story. Wouldn't, isn't that an icebreaker more than anything? Oh my God, we've got the same jumper on. That's hilarious. Also, let me, let's be honest, when they're walking into that restaurant, Ross's jacket's open. She can see that jumper all the way on the walk in. Yeah, it's true. But still, yeah, you're absolutely right. I ju- she Ross doesn't want to be dating her because if she's that embarrassed by that, then yeah, away you go. I think that'd be a good icebreaker. Just have a good chat about the jumper. Also, how big would that jumper be on Rachel? The one that Ross is supposedly accidentally taken. It'd be very baggy, wouldn't that it? That shirt. Very, very big. Very big. Anyway, to sum up, my takeaway from this plot line is all fashion is stupid. Yeah, I think that's fair. And nobody should ever spend $700 on a jumper. And then Ross and Chandler meet up at the end of the night at the coffee house, 
and uh, we've discussed already him taking the muffin. Uh, but my main takeaway, as ever, is they've been they've both been on dates, Pete. What time can this be? Minimum, this is ten p.m. That coffee house is absolutely banging. Like, what a business that coffee house is running to be full and vibey at ten ten thirty p.m. What do you think is the most you've ever spent on an item of clothing? Ooh, well, an item or like an ensemble. Uh, I think it's probably single just a suit. Item. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, probably okay. just like a suit. So. Like I'll buy, so excluding things that are naturally expensive, like that, hundred and fifty quid. Okay. I bought like a jacket, like a shacket that was like hundred and fifty quid, which was a bit out of what I would be comfortable paying for a thing, but I wear it quite often. You know, it was one of those ones where I was like, I'm going to wear this all the time. I don't like wearing stuff. I don't like buying <laughs> stuff that's more than about forty but quid. To be, to be clear, honest. Dave, it's important that you do wear clothes. I do know I do like wearing clothes. I will put some clothes on for tonight, I promise you. Okay, good. But I don't really, I just don't, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be people listening that can tell the difference. You know when you're watching a TV show, right? I've just been watching, have you watched Slow Horses? No, no. Right, great. Is that a TV show or have you literally just been watching some Slow Horses? Some Slow Horses, (laughs) just out the window in the back. No, you should watch Slow Horses, but it's fucking outstanding. Um... But there's a bit, and this often happens in like TV shows about city workers, or this is one's about spies and it's MI5-y, where someone comments on like someone having a cheap suit. And I never buy that because I think after a certain level, I think it's like wine. Like, sure, I can tell if that suit costs 25 quid, right? And it's polyester and it's really crap. But as soon as you hit a certain level of anything, I think it's absolute bull crap. Unless you like work in the suit industry or the wine industry, that you can really tell the difference. You know, bottle of wine over about fifty quid. Are you really telling me that's loads, loads worse than a bottle of wine that's like two grand? I think it's absolute horseshit. To be honest, slow horseshit. <laughs> slow horseshit. <laughs> but this is how I feel about all clothes. Basically, I think you can look nice with something that's not very expensive. Oh, I agree. F- frankly, nobody can tell the fucking difference unless they're basically. An expert or a snob. Yeah, And fair. half of those people I don't give a shit about. Whoa. Whoa, truth bombs all over the place, Pete. Truth yeah, bombs here. Calm down. I know, sorry. Anyway, I'll get off my high, slow horse and you we'll are. have some adverts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you enjoyed the adverts? Uh, I personally loved them. Yeah, Unless they buy. were for something sad, in which case yes, I would buy I all those products very that are moved mor- by morally them. morally fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what adverts we get these days. If there's anything for like bad stuff, don't buy Do it. Do you want to find out? Anything... Should I should I find the most? Should I play an advert? Yeah, right. Okay, play the most recent episode and see what's being advertised. Eh? Acast recommends. Oh, it's just an advert for a podcast. To general elections, there's plenty of podcasts, including such shows as. I'm a bit. Oh, that's us. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just an advert for a podcast. Fine, yeah. you can listen to other podcasts, but only after you listen to our podcast. That's the rules, okay? Fair. Fine. Um, where are we going to next? The birth mother, Monica and Chandler, are off to meet Erica. Yes. Um, I I think the whole a lot of the you can tell that this is later friends yeah. because of the the subject matter in it of like dating but not kind of like it's it's like serious dating in the interest of trying to find someone longer term yes. and it's adoption and very serious 30 plus year old uh life issues yeah i think this is some there's some really nice moments i i have mixed feelings about this plot line because what i really dislike is the big emotional scene in the middle where erica decides to give them the kid do you know Um, what the weird thing about that scene though is that i think there's one one laugh which is where chandler says uh oh another thing about my wife like she's the woman's always right and like that's not that funny but the audience laughs um otherwise it is a really uncharacteristically entirely humorless scene between chandler and erica Agreed. Literally nothing. But but I think that scene with, with Chandler and Erica works really well because that is a proper, like like Kyle points out, Chandler is just focusing for just like a minute or two on this very specific thing about knowing his wife really well, wanting to do the best for her. He knows this is right. And it's a really heartfelt pitch. It's one of those things in sitcoms that quite often you'd be like, oh, I don't believe she would give them the baby after that little funny weird speech they made. But this one you do, but I think you do buy into it, you know, because he's, he's done yeah. a really heartfelt passionate pitch that that would that would resonate with somebody the scene i don't like pete is the one earlier where monica and chandler and, and jerry from parks and wreck are all there and and anna faris is like i want to give them my baby and chandler's still like we're not doctors and reverends and monica's like bless you my child oh my god we're gonna, you know and it's like a really emotional moment because this is the moment they decide they find out they're getting a baby and it's all based on lies yeah, I mean, Monica does like unflinchingly commit to the lie, doesn't she? There is yeah, no like, holding to her what back. End? What's going to happen here? Like, there's going to be a point where they find out. Does she just think they're going to get the baby and then never see Anna Faris again, and she'll never visit them or never want any information? Like, what's what's her game here? To play devil's advocate, I imagine that the thinking behind how it's written is that she's like so motivated and committed to want a child that yeah. she goes along with it without thinking of the repercussions. And then in the end, she does consider the repercussions, backs down, and Chandler has to do his hard sell in order to get the the uh, adoption over the line, doesn't he? Yeah, no, yeah, and, and and this is the only way it could pan out as a storyline is that they do the actual honesty thing and and crack on with it, you know. But still, 
Crikey Moses, Monica, you are like entertaining it is one thing, going with it is another thing, and then committing to it, you know, in that room when they're in the hotel is like wild when she's like, No, I still think we should definitely be wanting to do this. Mm. Um in her defense, she is dressed a bit like a vicar. She is, it's true. That is true. But she immediately goes quite rogue and, and a bit mad, doesn't she? When she's just going flock, 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 flock. Like it, she she descends into insanity after the decision quite quickly, I think. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines in this whole plot, though, is when uh, Erica says to them, or says to Chandler, and being a doctor, that must take up a lot of your time. And he just goes, not for me, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I laughed out loud at that line. That is a funny line. And Chandler never lies, I don't think, really, does he? He just sort of. There's also that really good line where uh, the adoption member of staff says that it's impossible that this error has occurred. And Chandler yes. says, I can prove it if you like. I'll do an operation of, on you, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's good too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any point that Chandler actually commits to the lie. He just doesn't refute the lie, you know? Yeah. Um, in his defence. But it's still it's still not a great look for them as a couple. But hey, as we know, she does end up being there. Ad- adopt, ad- adoptress, adoptress? What's the word for someone that adopts a child out to you? Like your adopter birth or adoptee. Birth mother. That's boring. What's, there must be like a, a suffix of adopt, you know? Adopt, ad, adoptatron. You know, yeah. like there must be something that, that means you've given the baby. Maybe not. Maybe just giving it away. Maybe I'm thinking out loud on the podcast, B, and I should have thought about this before we started. I think it would be the one with uh, whatever word you're looking adopt-a-tron. for. Adoptatron, yeah. Adopt The one with the adoptatron, yeah. <laughs> I just think that should be what it is. Um, did, do you watch Parks and Rec? Yes. Yes. Nice to see Jerry, wasn't it? Always nice to see Jerry, yeah. Do you know what he he reminds me of, though? He reminds me of, uh, you know, in um, Modern Family, the same-sex couple, Cam. Yeah, Cam. He's a lot yeah. like Cam. Yeah. Yes, he is. He has that energy, doesn't he? You're quite right. Um, uh, it lives up to Jerry's sort of administrative bungling skills that the adoption yeah, system is up. that bad. Yep. Um, I mean, it is it is bad, isn't it? Like that files in in the in the world of sort of anonymous adoption f- files. That all they have to get right is not fucking that up. And that is but a, it's also quite complex. Old. The error is quite complex because the names of the, the names on the are file right. yeah. are Chandler and Monica. So it is it's one hell of a fuck up. How has it happened? That's my question, Pete. I don't know, Dave. I don't know. We don't need to delve too deeply into that because, frankly, there is no answer. Anyway, Chandler makes that nice, lovely pitch. It is lovely, uh, serious acting from Matthew Perry. Some of his finest work, I think. Very heart-stringy, tuggy, isn't it? Mm. And, of course, as we know, they get the baby. Or is it just one baby, Peter? No spoilers here on Friends with Friends. Yeah, good. Keep that to yourself. Hey, Pete. Are you about to ask me whether we've got a quiz? Well, this is the question I ask you at this point in the podcast every single week, so it'd be weird yeah, but if I just ask you, you a sh- You should know the answer to this. Should I? Because you should have coordinated a quiz. Should I? Yes. Is that what we said last week? I think so, because I don't have a quiz. All ah, right. Well, that's the answer then. That's fine. No, I, I thought we had one. I coordinated one last week. Right. But did we talk about whether there was a quiz? Frankly, Pete, that is the amount of work I'm willing to do for this podcast. One bit of admin every month. (laughs) But I 
Did we not talk about whether there was a quiz or not? No, I don't think we did, because I think I would have right. at least had it in my mind that I'd forgotten to coordinate one if we had talked about it, you know? Okay, well, there's not a quiz. Okay, well, let's do something that we've never done before, actually. I bet there's one on the internet. Quiz about the one with the birth mother. God, if there are just, well, like, God, there is. There's literally one about this, Pete. We don't even need you guys anymore. The internet's got it. Yeah. But please still send us quizzes. Are you ready? Yeah, let's Number go. one. There are 10 questions, so we have to be quick. Number one, what state did Monica and Chandler go for their adoption interview? Ohio. Ohio, correct. What does Phoebe say Joey always does to her friends that she sets him up with? Well, like, ghosts them, but not in... That's oh, God, the, the there's four options here. Date them once, sleep with them, forget they exist. Date them once, sleep with them, never call them again. Date them once, have sex with them, never call them again. Date them once, have sex with them, forget they exist. It's hard work, isn't it? I think it's date them once, sleep with them, never call them again. Yeah, okay. How many times does Ross wear the same shirt as someone else? Twice. I don't remember. What was Monica and Chandler's filed number? Oh, I don't remember that. Bollocks to that. I'm just going to pick one at random. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. I'm really bored. We got some right. (laughs) Do you you care to quantify that more? The answer was actually date them once, sleep with them, forget they exist. Uh, Monica and Chandler's file number was CRW53565D. Oh, no. 33815D. Right. Um, and then there were some more questions that I frankly just skipped over because I don't think people care about listening to us do an internet quiz for that long. No, no, I think I was bad quiz guys, bad quiz. The good news is that next week's requester has provided a quiz. Oh, thank God for that. Who is it? It's Lupita. Oh, lovely. And is it a good quiz? Have you looked? No, we won't look till next week. I haven't looked at Lupita's quiz, but I can tell you what episode Lupita has requested. Oh, I would like to know that. That's good information. It is season eight, episode 10, the one with Monica's boots. Ah, boots, boots, boots. Okay, boots to you all. Good Uh, boots to you, Peter. Good boots. Good boots to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.